There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Welcome back to another episode of the How I Quit Alcohol podcast. For first-time listeners, please be aware that not all of the conversations within this podcast are suitable for children. I'd also like to add a trigger warning that sometimes the conversations can get a little heavy. We may talk about things like sexual abuse, domestic violence, drug use and alcohol use. And if you feel that that may trigger you, please do not tune in. Also, I'd like to add, if you are a heavy daily drinker, please seek the help of a medical practitioner before quitting alcohol. This podcast comes to you from beautiful Bunjalung country. Please kick back and enjoy. Grab yourself your favorite alcohol-free bevy. And if you haven't already, do a gal a favor. Please subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. Hi, and welcome back to another episode of the How I Quit Alcohol podcast. Today, I'm going to do another little mini-sode that I thought you might find useful. I want to start posting some little mini-sodes on things that might help you through this sobriety journey, particularly for people who are early on. Actually, you don't even need to be early on. You can be two years down the track, 10 years down the track. Some people have been sober for quite a while but haven't done any of the quote-unquote work or done the deeper stuff or perhaps learnt about the nervous system. So... I'd like to uh, share some of what I know or what's helped me and what has helped people I've worked with to get them through. So one thing I wanted to talk to you guys today about is how do we self-soothe and why is it so important? So often we are going for externals to soothe from the outside what's going on on the inside and Sometimes we're not even even aware that that's what we're doing because we're on autopilot and it's just something that we've always done. But it's really good to look at your alcohol use or any other form of addiction that you might have and ask yourself this question, am I using it to numb myself, to medicate myself, to soothe myself in any way? And I really find this definitely in the case of, say, nurses, doctors, surgeons, teachers, therapists, people who are in caring roles, busy mums or dads, 
people that are working really, really hard, long hours, and they're basically finding at the end of the day, their nervous system is fried. And I think, like I said, just being on that autopilot, it's like you might be coming home from work and then just veering off. And before you know it, you're in the bottle shop, getting yourself a bottle of your favorite, whatever, and necking that either in the car on the way home or, or when you get home. It might not even be quote unquote problematic drinking you might just be having a glass or two to switch off at the end of the day but really what we know about now and I think we've definitely talked about a lot on this podcast is that alcohol increases your cortisol levels and cortisol is the stress hormone which is also responsible for quite a few cancers as well including breast cancer so we want to find other ways to soothe our nervous systems or to self-soothe that aren't going to have a negative impact on us. So even if it's going for a bowl of pasta or eating a tub of ice cream, that's probably also going to have a negative effect on you. Obviously, if you're smashing a tub of ice cream, there's all that sugar, increases your inflammation, just might make you feel terrible. I know with myself, if I go and smash a couple of bowls of pasta, which is purely out of wanting to self-soothe, even though I'm doing it probably unconsciously, I feel terrible about it the next day. I still have feelings of guilt. I feel bloated. So it's still having a negative impact on me. In the past, it would have been having alcohol and that would have had a negative impact on me as well. So ask yourself this question with whatever I'm using to soothe or numb myself or to regulate myself, is it having a negative impact on me? And if so, what is the impact it's having on me? So what I want to talk about is just some tips, some things that I use that I guess that are in my self-soothing first aid kit when I'm feeling a bit agitated, if I'm feeling like I just need to calm the farm. And sometimes I use these practices every day. I mean, I've got a very good self-care practice. It looks like a lot of meditation and walking and things like that. So most of the time my nervous system doesn't fly out of control that's taken a long time to get there and it still does just so you know that for someone that meditates a lot and journals a lot and does all the things we sometimes come out of our window of tolerance absolutely or we you know we get a bit stressed or we get a bit flighty or shitty or act like a dick sometimes so that still happens just so you know But you can sort of feel it more often too. I guess the more you do this kind of stuff, you start to notice, oh, hang on, something's going on for me. So firstly, you might ask yourself, well, how do I know when my nervous system's out or when I'm out of my window of tolerance, uh, when I'm stressed? And because so many of us, we don't even realize. But if you start to check in and ask yourself a few simple questions. So one question is this simple. How do I feel right now? What's happening for me right now? And you can ask yourself that question right now. Okay, what's happening for me? What's happening in my body? So I know when I'm getting a bit stressed, a bit on the anxious side, and now this is different for everyone. For me, I start to have feelings of tingling in my chest. So I'll just start to have those sort of feelings. I'll start to get a bit of a knot in my stomach. Heart might be a bit racy. My breathing might be a bit shallow, depending on how stressed I am or what the trigger has been. Racing thoughts is a really good indication. So if the mind's jumping from one thing to the other, you might get sweaty palms, starting with the negative loop, like starting to bag out on people in your own mind, or craving, you know, just as soon as you start to crave something, asking the question, what's going on for me right now? And what am I looking for in that thing that I'm craving? So there's some really good questions to ask. 
So once you've kind of checked in with yourself, then you start to go, okay, so what do I need right now? And I'm probably needing to give myself some soothing. And so again, a perfect indication is when we're craving, like as soon as you start to crave something, it doesn't necessarily have to be alcohol. What's actually going on for me right now? I know when I start to crave sugar, or if I start to crave a lot of food, I often have this tingling sensation on my tongue. And it's just that I want something in my mouth. It must be Uh, Maybe it's that Freudian thing of that oral fixation. I don't know, but what's actually happening for me? What do I need? So here's some of the things that I use and they're really simple, easy things that you can do pretty quickly. The first probably good technique to self-soothe pretty much straight away is just connecting with your breath and a really great way to connect with your breath and to really bring it down, to really kind of slow your nervous system down is perhaps placing one hand on your tummy or perhaps on the chest, I like to place a hand onto my cheek as well. So I might have one hand in my belly, one hand on my cheek, and you can play around with that, see what feels nice for you. Even just a hand on the chest is really lovely. And we're just taking a few breaths. So you might want to try that now where we place a hand just on the chest, maybe one on the cheek. Just take a moment to just stop and breathe and just reminding yourself I'm breathing right now. Breathing long and slow and steady. Seeing if you can extend your exhale. If you're sitting in the car doing this, obviously don't do it while you're driving. You might sway from side to side. If you're standing up, you might go from foot to foot. You might pat yourself a little bit like you're patting a baby's bum. That's a really nice practice. You might rub your chest a little bit. You might, if you're on your own, say words like, shh, 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 it's okay, it's okay. We're okay. You might pat your chest a little bit. That's a really nice soothing practice. So that's a beautiful self-soothing technique that you can do if you're feeling a bit revved up. All right, so that can be a really good one to do on the way home from work. Before you're going into the house, it doesn't take long. Sometimes three to five breaths is enough just to calm the farm a little bit. That's one self-soothing technique. Another thing is like I run a bath, like as soon as I get into water, everything just drops for me. And warm water in particular, just boom. Like if I want to really break a state, I go and have a cold shower. But if I want to really soothe myself, if I need a bit of soothing, a beautiful warm bath and if you don't have a bath if you don't have access to a bath just a nice long warm shower could be nice and fill the water on your skin notice different areas of the body where you might let the water run and tuning into that for me i love to run a bath with some magnesium some epsom salts i might light a candle dim the lights i always put essential oils in my bath a relaxing blend or a bit of lavender And I just soak in that. And even if it's five, 10 minutes, just dropping into that bath, no phone, no distraction, just be in that water, listen to the sounds of the water, maybe put my head under. And that is a really beautiful practice. And you're really activating all the senses as well. And where the feel of the water on our skin and the smell of the essential oils, the dimming of the lights, how it just looks really lovely. So that's a really nice practice as well. Another great practice is just having a cup of tea. 
like have a nice warm cup of tea or hot chocolate, something like that. And placing your hands around the cup. So you're kind of holding the cup in both hands and noticing how that feels. It can be very comforting just to sit with a cup of tea. Have your hands feeling the warmth of the cup is really, really beautiful as well. And it's really nice if you're going to do that as a self-soothing practice. I really say try and put your phone away for five minutes just to sit, take some breaths, take it in. And that is a really beautiful practice, giving yourself the permission. This is a great one for people that are working, have busy day jobs. Again, your nurses, your doctors, your teachers coming home from work, giving yourself the permission to sit down. And take a moment because oftentimes we don't give ourselves permission unless it's to have a glass of wine. That's our permission to switch off. You can change that to I'm still going to give myself permission to switch off, but I'm going to do it with something that doesn't have a negative impact on me. That's not going to raise my cortisol levels. That's going to actually keep me feeling steady and calm and just bring me back into a sense of peace. So that's a really nice practice. So a cup of tea, hands around the cup. And just sit and just be. No distractions. This is important too. Don't sit there with the tea and get on your phone and start going through Instagram. I think it's really important to stay mindful with this stuff. Another great practice is take the shoes off and get outside on the grass, sit under a tree, sit and look at a plant. Like anything where you're immersing yourself in nature is really, really beautiful as well. It's a beautiful practice. And just to sit and look, observe the plant. And another great thing I love to do is to observe the plants and trees, but seeing them, now this sounds a bit crazy, seeing them without labeling them. So not calling it a tree, seeing it as a being. It's really interesting. Go on, I challenge you all to go and try that when you're out walking or driving to just see them as this thing that's there living and breathing. It's a, quite an amazing feeling. I find that really grounding and also reminds me that we're not alone. It's a really beautiful practice because we see it as something else. It's not just a tree. It's a living, breathing thing. That's beautiful. I did hear that on an Oprah podcast once, and I don't remember. It might have been Wayne Dyer. I don't recall. But ever since I heard that, I've done that as a practice, and so has Ash. And we often marvel at that when we do it. It's like, oh, wow, it's amazing. So, you know, trying getting out into nature and observing some plants around you is beautiful. If you can't get out into nature, it might be an indoor plant or it might be go and get some indoor plants and have them around you, have them in your space. It's really nice. Uh, this one I use if I'm really revved up, child's pose. Child's pose for me is perfect. If I really need to calm down, if I need to, if I tune in and ask myself what do I need, if I'm really upset, if I've had an interaction with someone that's made me upset or I don't know if something's just yeah really got me by the balls a bit emotionally I just get down into child's pose also do this after like if I've had back-to-back coaching clients all day so if I've had six people that's a big day for me it's a big it's quite a lot of my nervous system and even if I am taking breaks in between to gather myself just at the end of the day just getting into child's pose and just being sometimes I come in and out sometimes I'll go with my breath up into you know like a tabletop and then back down into child's pose But just being in child's pose is enough. And just to stay with your breath there. And gosh, even three to five minutes of just staying there in child's pose, you might stretch out a little bit. You might wiggle a little. That's okay. Whatever works for you. 
that's probably the Mac Daddy of them all for me if I'm super, super activated. But all of those practices, I think there's five there, are awesome little tools to have in your little self-soothing first aid kit to help you. And if you can start to make that a practice, you'll start to become more familiar with yourself and more familiar with your triggers and what's going to help you rather than going for the external. And like I said, something that's going to have a negative impact on you. So that's just some suggestions from me. Please feel free to share. I'll do a post about this as well on Instagram. Please feel free to share what works for you, but write them down to another great practice is to maybe after listening to this episode, get out your journal, get out pen and paper and write down what could be some possibilities for you that are going to work for you to self-soothe. So because what I've suggested might not work for you, it might be something else. I think one thing to really focus on is that we're not distracting ourselves. We're not like, like I said, we're not getting on the phone or we're not going for Netflix. We're actually doing something where we're going a bit inward and we're being very mindful to regulate ourselves. So we want to stay inward, to stay present with ourselves. So thinking, what are some things I could do? What could I put in my toolkit, in my first aid kit that will help me soothe myself when I'm dysregulated, when I'm out of my window of tolerance, when I'm feeling wigged out, when I feel like shit, however you want to put it in whatever terms you want to put this is fine. It's up to you. But put down pen to paper, it really does help to solidify it in the mind as well. So that's why, like, whenever I talk about having a plan, I always say write it down. When you do gratitude practice, write it down. And uh, definitely when you're working on your own first aid kit, write it down. And you've got something to refer to then. You might want to put it in your car on a sticky note. And you might want to put it at the front of your journal or you might want to stick it up on your fridge. You might get the family to get together and work on it together. What's something that we could do as a family? Or ask your husband, what does he do? Or you ask your wife, what does she do? Or what would help her? Or ask the kids, what would help you feel better when you're feeling a bit yuck? And what a great thing to teach our kids, hey? Rather than them going for externals, hey, if you're feeling really crappy, what's something that you could do that's going to make you feel a bit better? So anyway, I hope you find that helpful. Let me know what you think and please share this with someone that you feel might need it. And if there's anything you've got any questions about, feel free to hit me up and I can always do a little mini solo episode on whatever it is that you want some direction on or guidance. I'll do my best. I can't guarantee that I'll have the answer, but uh, I can definitely speak from my own experience, hopefully, and be able to help you. So again, hope that helps and see you soon. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. 
Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlingbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.